0: scholars Alex Alonso and FG and we're here to bring you another banger and we got to start off with a fact check from last week FG
1: no doubt no doubt man I (laughs) said that I couldn't uh, remember the last time Philly won a a Super Bowl which I made it seem like it was 30 years ago or something but actually it was only five
0: I know 2018 um, not too long ago I think that was Super Bowl 52 and they spanked on um, the Dynasty in that game.
1: No doubt, man. <laughs> and I, I think a lot of people remember that play, the Philly special that they ran, ran, man, when Nick Foles caught the touchdown on the end zone. So, yeah, I misspoke. Well, I didn't technically misspoke. I didn't remember just the last time they did, but it was a lot sooner than I suggested it was. Yeah, yeah. Um
0: I got hit up, man. I don't know, like yeah, yeah. They was all in my DMs, from all angles.
1: <laughs>
0: I guess those are all the diehard Philly fans, nah, man.
1: No doubt, no doubt. But uh, to my Philly fans, man, no disrespect. Yeah, it was only five years ago, and um, you guys beat New England. So yeah, hey, congratulations on your trip to the Super Bowl, and and um, you know, hey, go represent the NFC East. I mean, yep, the NFC East. Yeah, and
0: um, we probably should just. Um, Go and talk about the Super Bowl, man, and and because uh, it's kind of like historic.
1: No, no doubt, the Super Bowl is definitely extor- uh, uh, <clears throat> historic for sports fans or for football fans, should I say? You know, some people could care less, but at the same time, for us avid football fans, you know it. Uh, you know that Super Bowl means something to us, man. And, You know we celebrate it like it's a holiday. So, hey, let's talk about it. Well,
0: I think this Super Bowl is going to be um, especially special. Because um we got two bros mm-hmm. in the quarterback position and we actually have two brothers on one on each team, which is incredible. I don't know like I know that you we got the Peyton Manning the Manning brothers, mm-hmm. but they never played against each other.
1: No, you sure they haven't?
0: I don't think they played against each other. You
1: know what, but you have more I'm brothers. talking about a Super Bowl though. Oh no, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. You know, and uh that's the yeah, that's historic right there. Um have two brothers in the game, you know, it's historic to have two brothers just in the NFL playing together, you know, let alone to play against each other in the Super Bowl, man. You know, the parents of those two gotta be, you know, proud as can be, man.
0: Yeah, and um this this whole quarterback position, you know, I was doing a lot of research on this and, you know, I was I was seventeen years old watching Doug Williams throws passes uh for the uh washington redskins no which doubt they don't even go by that name anymore
1: yeah i was watching that though doug he was watching that, that game year? yeah no doubt
0: and um a lot of people don't talk about this um and, and especially in the research i've been doing but he was the backup to a quarterback named jay schrader who got injured you no remember doubt. jay schrader the I white jay schrader yeah and then um doug williams came and in fact if i remember correctly jay schrader started that game got injured in the first quarter and doug williams Took over the whole game.
1: Now, let me ask you this. Was this 83? 88. It was 88? 88. Okay, okay. This would
0: have been January 88 when the Super Bowls were played in January. And uh, I just remember being amazed. Like, this this bro is really doing it. And even, back in 88, there were a few black quarterbacks, but most of them were running quarterbacks. You know, guys that didn't stay in the pocket. No doubt. And Doug Williams stood in the pocket.
1: No, he stood in there, did his thing, and I definitely remember him, man. You know, and... um. He definitely did his thing that year, man.
0: I'm trying to remember if Randall Cunningham was out in 88 because I used to love watching Randall Cunningham, but he used to just run all over the place.
1: No, no doubt, but he had an arm, though.
0: Yeah, he did. He wasn't just
1: a runner quarterback. (laughs) He had an arm, you know, and uh, he started to do it with his legs, you know. But, uh, yeah, I remember old Randall. He was over there in Philadelphia yeah he was with the eagles man and i definitely remember him homie definitely a definite legend over there in philadelphia
0: i don't think he ever made it to the big game
1: though no. no i don't think he did but there's so many that didn't you know what i mean you need a team you need the coaching you need a franchise you know so so many great players that came up that never got the taste of you know even been there you know um let alone victory but even to make it there man you know it's, it's a lot of players that just didn't get an opportunity
0: now i want to play this clip um where this um retired NFL player talks about the lack of black quarterbacks the only reason is because he as he says uh, we weren't given the opportunity most of the time you're told to change position no doubt and this really goes into the the whole racist ideology of the game of football because it's believed it cannot be led by a black person it has to be led by a white person
1: um, but I can't take away the fact that it was some good white boys to play quarterback. I can't say that, Alex, that there was some decent, but like you say, wasn't given the opportunity was the main thing I heard. How
0: many would have, how many we never heard of, yeah, you know, right. no, you got they, they didn't have a Negro, as, as I'm saying Negro, because I'm thinking of baseball, <laughs> the Negro league, right, right. there wasn't a black football league back in the day where, where they just got together and played their own games.
1: No, but, I mean, you know, talent is talent, you know, and at the end of the day, though, don't get me wrong when I go back to talking about Jerry Jones when we talked about last year about the racist ideology, about where he come from in southern Arkansas or whatever part of Arkansas he was back then, you know, it was a different time, you know. So, at the end of the day, if when the league started, if it started off with white players doing this and that, of course, just like baseball, it was going to be a while before the black players got in position to, you know, show their talent, you know, Man, we've been behind for forever. You know what I mean. So, like you say, it's so many people that could have been in position to uh, make the step to play quarterback at a high level way back then. But I just don't want to negate the fact that man, there was some decent white boys came through to play quarterback.
0: Well, you know, when I was young, my, my dad used to tell me that the the black the Negro League All Stars would play the the Major League All Stars once once a year. Mm-hmm. And he said the Negro League All-Stars would win most yeah. of those games. <laughs> so I'm saying to myself, okay, this don't make sense. I, Cause I'm thinking like, okay, these black players must not be good enough mm-hmm. to be in the major leagues. If you only got one guy, Jackie Robinson, who broke the color barrier, I think in uh, 47. But I'm starting to think these bros is just as good as if not better, but we never heard of these dudes.
1: No, I don't know. I'm gonna have to hundred percent agree with you on that. You know, but that's the simple fact that we never heard of them. We didn't know. Um, we wasn't around back then to actually have the knowledge of who was great and who wasn't. Um I can only go back to football to basically when Tony Dorsett came out of Pittsburgh in, in 77. I can't go further than that. You know what I mean? You know. And by that time, you know, it wasn't a lot of black quarterbacks in the league, but it was every running back was black. Think about it. You know what I mean? How many white running backs, you know, was in the league as well. Think about it to this day. You may only have two or three white boys has played a position of running back in this game. So we can go tit for tat on that. If you just <laughs> want to keep it 100, how many white boy wide receivers, you know, they've been there, you know, Steve large and, and a host of others, but the position is dominated by, by, by black men, you know, so we can argue about the quarterback position all day long, Alice, but it, it, in, in the end, you know, you will see that, you know, um, blacks dominate certain positions and, That's how it is.
0: Well, I think in 10 years from now, blacks are going to dominate the quarterback position because slowly but surely they're given the opportunity to keep that position and to prove themselves. And over time, we're starting to see they're getting better and better and better, if not better than some of the white quarterbacks. So I think it's a a function of lack of opportunity as opposed to they don't have the brain or the IQ to play the position.
1: Well, no doubt, because it do take that. I remember when I was coaching, um, not one year I coached my son and them, Rod and, and uh, Quan. And Frank Wade, his weight was higher, so he played on a different team. I needed a quarterback, Alex. My son, Rod, wasn't the best player on the team. He wasn't the best athlete. But one thing I knew about him from his schoolwork, I knew that he was intelligent. I needed somebody who can remember the plays, for one, remember what everybody else on the team needed to do in case they in the huddle and they asked him. He did not want to play quarterback for nothing I mean he despised it he hated it went on to end up understanding that I picked you because I know that you got the brains to do it mm-hmm. so sometimes it takes the brains you know to, to play that position now on the flip side are you saying uh, blacks you think I dominate the quarterback position in the near future I think that's gonna happen because these defensive linemen say like uh, Michael Parsons for the Dallas Cowboys these guys Alex are so fast that, you know what I mean? You're going to have to have somebody back there that can run that you know run up out of there. So that's what I'm thinking. You're going to have to – I think all position, all quarterback positions is going to switch to a you need to be able to throw and run in order to be successful in the NFL in the next 10 years.
0: And just to just look at um, the NBA, I think it's like 85% black. Mm-hmm. For, for the first, I don't know, half of the century, it was probably 85% white, not because they were better. Cause they excluded them from playing no in the doubt. nba and now you you can't barely find two white dudes on one team
1: no doubt <laughs> and no no doubt you know what i mean and they got to be exceptionally uh great you know um i just had a not a not an argument per se but i just had a debate with my baby boy last week you know and he didn't understand how good larry bird was he was talking about man i was just a white boy in the league back then and you know, just that, that's how the league was. They was going, I said, nah, man. Larry Bird was something special. Alex, I don't know if you know, he actually was, man. You know what I mean? Before uh, Steph Curry's and before you know uh, Ray Allen's, before man, that dude would shoot your lights out. You know, back then. You know, don't get me wrong. You still had the Magic Johnsons, who was you know. But but I, I can't take nothing from Larry Bird. You know, he 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 was exceptional. In today's world, you got to be able to jump high, run fast, and you know, and and, and, and and get it done, you know. So you are you are seeing less and less. But let me tell you what you are seeing in the NBA, foreigners. Foreigners are coming and stepping up. They play, and they playing damn good ball right now. So, you know, it's just a mixture of what they need, I guess, every decade.
0: Now, Europe, like, as you said, the foreigners are coming into the NBA. Most of them are coming from Europe. Europe is is majority white, but they ain't broken to the NBA in, in huge numbers.
1: No, no, no doubt. You know what I mean? Like I say, man, you're going to have the Kevin Durant. You're going to have the Steph Curry's, You're going to have these brothers that just – it's hard to compete with them athletically, you know, but, you know, you're going to keep people in there because of the – you know, you're never not going to have them. You know what I mean? They're going to pop up. You're going to have some good white folks. You're going to have some, you know, uh, other guys that come in and play, you know, damn good ball. But like you say, I believe that – When it comes to some of these sports man you can see athletically man that the african americans are just dominant in so many ways
0: yeah there's something about that melanin that makes you a a very dominant athlete at least in the sports we're talking about um i'm thinking about um uh, all the european professional basketball teams that they have and how many of them broke into the nba like you get one every couple of years that can make it out of the hundreds if not thousands of professional european basketball players they no, can't do it.
1: No doubt. But at the same time, you know how many brothers in, in dominating in hockey. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, See, shit, it's a give and take. It might you know be, know it mean,
0: that shit. might be a function of opportunity yeah. because we ain't got no ice to, to play this game every day. Most of the dominant hockey players either come from Minnesota, all the cold parts of the United mm-hmm. States, or from Canada where it, the whole country is ice. So that, hey, that might go back to opportunity.
1: No doubt. I think we're not interested in the sport. You know what I mean? And, and, um, that's all I think it is. I think we're not interested in the sport.
0: Now let's look at um Japan. Japan has one of the best professional baseball leagues, um, probably behind the United States and a couple of other South American and Central American. Yeah, I
1: was say, don't forget yeah. about the South American and <laughs> Central American, the Puerto Ricans. They yeah. down their ball. Yeah. The and the Dominicans, Dominicans. Yeah, they down their ball.
0: But in terms of a country that's the size that they they are, they have a significant professional baseball league and they've only broken i can only think of like two or three dudes in the last decade or two that have made it into the major leagues um so it's just there's something about the us sport and especially the uh, the black american athlete that dominates at least these sports. Um, you know, they don't dominate in baseball like they, they used not. to. I was
1: waiting for you yeah. to say that <laughs> shit. I was finna, hey, hey, I was finna get the, on you.
0: In the 70s and 80s, when I would go through my baseball yeah, cards, yeah, it yeah. was Majority Brothers. Nah, no doubt. But now you're seeing uh, Europeans and Dominicans and, 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 yeah, and yeah. Venezuelans. Exactly. And I think it's a, it's a choice thing. I think when the young black athlete grows up in the United States, they desire to play basketball and football more than they do baseball.
1: Well, you know, it's the, it's the pipeline, though pipeline is also different in baseball you know you got to go to the minor leagues you go to the double a's and the triple a it's a process before you actually get on the field from uh, baseball it's not like you go to college and then you get drafted by the pros in the baseball that's not how it works you go to college you get drafted to the minors or the double a or triple a and you know the mind then you come to the official baseball league so i think that the process some people may not I mean, I still think baseball. If I had a choice, it, like say, if my son was just a great athlete all the way around, or I knew a person that was a great athlete all the way around, he could dominate in baseball, football, and basketball. I would tell him to play baseball if he could, if he was that good, because baseball, man, is is, is less on your body. Yep. You know, as far as physicality, you know, um, you could play it so much longer. Well, you know, it's people playing baseball and football twenty, but. I mean, basketball and football 20 years, but that baseball, you can pay so much longer and it takes less um, uh, wear and tear on the body, you know, and they they, they pay your numbers, man, when you're good. They pay, they, they pay over there in baseball. So I would tell them to go that route. It's just the pipeline that you can't go from college to the pros like you can in basketball and football. You can't do that in baseball. So, you know, if you're willing to take up that process to go to the minors first and then work your way up after you didn't went to college and all that. Then I mean, if you're willing to do that, then I.
0: My theory on the lack of, of brothers in baseball today is that throughout the '90s, all the way up from the early '90s to late '90s, there was a lack of little league in most American large cities. They just they just dropped the amount of little league. Los Angeles had no little league. Um, especially after the 92 riots, there was no little league for for baseball little league was popular in the 70s and 80s But when you get to the 90s, it was kind of dried up and I don't know if I'm thinking that little league is your first You know, your, your when you talk about the path and the pipeline It starts at little league no doubt and if you ain't got no little league Then you ain't got no players that are coming from those neighborhoods where the little league is lacking
1: No, no doubt. So they don't get to the high school with experience. No, I agree with you 100% cause like I was telling you just was at a funeral yesterday and ran into my little league baseball coach. Uh, I played, I played for him at Coach Terry, seven years old or something, you know. So back then it was a pipeline, like you say. But of course, this was in the seven, late seventies, early eighties. So, so you're absolutely right. I was just sitting here thinking about where I live. I don't even see baseball signups. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. right now, like, damn, I don't know. I see football all day long, soccer. I don't see baseball, so you, you got a point, D.
0: I had my son in uh in the baseball league uh, at Queen Anne Park here in Los Angeles and um, I was so impressed with the with the way he played. I knew he was gonna be good because we would go to the batting cage and uh, you know, I'd throw play catch with him. My youngest son I'm talking about, and I put both of them in, but my youngest son, he dominated and I said, Hey, you have an opportunity here to to take this to another level. So when he got into ninth grade in high school, he he made the baseball team but then COVID hit (laughs) and then after, you know, then he just said he wasn't interested and I was like, what? You're not interested. And he, he won trophies. He got MVP and I would take him to the batting cage at 13 years old. He was hitting 90 mile an hour pitches. You know, he, he, he was, he was hitting the 90 mile an hour pitch pretty good. And that's when I started looking for little league and I found one, but it was very hard to find little leagues. They, They weren't, they're not dominating. Today right, like they right, did. And right. I I, mean, I would hear stories in Compton. People was playing baseball at, at uh Campanella Park. They were playing at um Gonzalez Park. They were playing at Looters Park. I go driving around there and I don't see nobody playing baseball right, anymore.
1: I just I just said I, I don't see no signups like you just said, man. So you're absolutely right, man. And it's unfortunate that he lost to... Lost the love for it, or lost lost a desire to play, man. Because I mean, that really, that baseball can get you some bread, man. No,
0: for yeah. sure, you know. And at least, at least, it can get you to college, and you know, exactly. get an education. Get education. Yeah, yeah. Let, let me play this clip on um, on the on the football game that's coming up in a couple of weeks, and uh, this this guy's gonna talk about. The history of black quarterbacks
2: storylines one of them involves the matchup of the two quarterbacks Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts so when they take the field a long standing NFL barrier will be broken. Paula Tuttman joins us live this afternoon to tell us a little bit more about that. Paula. Hey Karen hi everybody you know what you you said it storylines I mean these kinds of athletic events often have storylines. But this particular Super Bowl, chocked full of storylines. Brothers against brothers. Of, ta- of course, we're talking about the Kelsey brothers. First time two brothers will ever face off against each other at a Super Bowl. And then brother against brother with these two <laughs> black quarterbacks wow. who will be starting and facing <laughs> off against each other. And that one is really creating some goosebump moments. Super Bowl, baby. That's Super Bowl 21 and 25. Lee Roussan flashed both of his Super Bowl rings from his time with the New York Giants. And he is moved to tears when he thinks about the history being made by quarterbacks Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles and Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm telling you right now, I'm very emotional. Very emotional right now. It's, it's you know,
1: to actually think about, it, you know, it's, it's really, 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 you
2: know, life impacting He believes that this is history that needs to be talked about because barriers are still being broken. He has seen the sting of racism from the inside. When coaches once said blacks didn't have the acumen to do anything other than block.
1: When it came to guys who
2: who who were successful,
1: African-Americans who were successful in college, and they didn't get the opportunity in the NFL at all. And they were, they were asked to, to um, to change their position, Andy Hedden, who played for the Giants. And he was a big-time quarterback coming out of North Carolina. And But when he went to Clemson, they moved him from quarterback to outside linebacker. And that happened all the time. I believe it's a historic moment. But
3: All
0: right, these are just
1: people on the street. But I thought
0: what, yeah. um, what he said, I'm not really familiar with Lou Rusin. He got two Super Bowl rings back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really a powerful point that he made there that, hey, you could be the best in college, you could be the, the most dominant quarterback, but when you got to the league, they was like, hell, you're going to change position. You're going to play linebacker. You're going to play cornerback. You're going to play running back. You ain't playing quarterback.
1: Sorry for me to agree with that. <clears throat> um, I do know situations of that where they ask them to go to a wide receiver, you know, ask them to go to this. But I don't know no great ones that – came out of college name me one great uh black quarterback that came out of college and they asked him to move you know um I know some exceptional quarterbacks that came out of college and they asked them because they were athletes to move the position but like you say they didn't ask uh Randall Cunningham to move his position they didn't ask um uh, they might have asked Mike Vick but Mike Vick was a quarterback and they kept him as that you know, um, but I do know of quarterbacks that came out and they asked him to move the position. Um, I be believing sometimes. You know, Alex, I'm not gonna sit here and say everything is about racism. I'm gonna just be honest with you, dog. I I, I can't say that. Um, I believe some people were groomed different. I believe some of these quarterbacks that's African American and they running quarterbacks as well. I don't think either one of the the, the crafts are perfected. I don't think they running craft is. Perfected, and I don't think they throwing craft is is uh perfected. That's why they get put on the back burner or get asked to move a position. You got dudes that come in that never ran before, so they had to perfect they throwing. They had to stand in that pocket because you can't run. You know, um, if you think of some of the quarterbacks, not even just black quarterbacks, because now the white boys running too. You know what I mean? Justin Herbert over there at the Chargers, and you know many more. They'll use their legs to get up out of there. You know. Um, you got guys like Dak Prescott that can run, but he wants to stand in there and prove that he's a pocket passer. Dude, use what you got to use in order mm-hmm. to get what you got to get. Yeah, you know. So at the end of the day, um, when we go back and we really look at it, if you just be honest with it, go back and look at some of the black successful quarterbacks that ran ask, and see how many yards they threw. See if they threw 5,000 yards a season like Drew Brees did, like – you know, only uh, 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 Brett Favre them did. Like, so many dudes did. You know what I mean? Um, I believe the lack of opportunity was there. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, some of these dudes is coming out of college right now. The Trevor Lawrence is the, you know, some of these uh, Joe Burrell. Man, these dudes coming out of college, Alex, going straight to the NFL and dominating, you know, and they not using their legs do it, doing it. I believe the pipeline come from, you're not getting the opportunity way in high school because they're putting a the white boy in there over you. So that means you're not getting to college as a, as a pastor quarterback because you're not getting the opportunity. And so how are you going to make it to the NFL if you never got the opportunity in high school? So I believe that once you get to the pros, now it's harder to um, compete, you know, at that level of some of these white boy pastors that's coming in here because you never got to the, 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 the do it way back in high school you write right about one thing. If we get more opportunity, we can be more successful. But that's in life as being a black man, period. If we get the opportunity to be, do everything more, we'll be successful.
0: What about the black quarterback in college that had a great career but didn't get drafted or got drafted low and not given an opportunity? Like Jalen Hurts. He's a second-round draft pick. He ain't a first-rounder. Can you imagine how many third-round, fourth-round guys – that maybe could have been a better professional athlete, but because they weren't given the opportunity. Some, some of these athletes are, are, have proved themselves not being drafted and, and made a squad or got drafted in a later round and then became a starter.
1: Well, Jalen Hurts, in his particular um, situation, he was over at Alabama, won a national championship, for a dude that I feel is a racist dude anyway, Nick Saban over there in Alabama. I don't like Nick Saban, never never did, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because when he came to the NFL and went to Miami, he couldn't handle grown men. He went to Alabama so he could boy people, you know what I mean, and they was going to have to respect him. He built a program over there, Alex, because you was able to get in, in, in Alabama with a 2.5 uh, GPA. You didn't need no brains to get over there. So yeah, he was recruiting a whole lot of athletes that wasn't, you know, that didn't have to meet certain criteria that you couldn't get in UCLA and USC with. That's for one. For two, Jalen Hurts won a national championship with this dude. He benched him the next year and chose this other dude, other cat. You know what I mean? You know how you take a dude to won a national championship for you and bench him. Because you're trying to break him down. You know what I mean? Um, and 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 bullying. So Jalen Hurts left, went to Oklahoma, and did great over there. End up going to the NFL. One thing I could say about Jalen Hurts, and I'm not hating on this, cause he' an Eagle fan, but he's an athlete. He's not a a a, a just a true. he's not a damn Marino when it come to passing. He's an athlete. You know what I mean? So he's gonna use his legs, and and by him being so deadly with his legs, it makes his his play so much better, Alex. But if you go look at the numbers. How many yards he threw? How many this and that? He's a good, he's a damn good quarterback. But he's an athlete as well, cause he'll get up out of there and break fifty yards on you. You know what I mean? So he's a dual threat, and I think Jalen Hurts is is coming down the pipeline, and I think you're gonna see more of them coming, cause they seeing that it's successful to have a quarterback like him.
0: Well, if Jalen Hurts wins, um, he's gonna prove a lot of people wrong. Now, I'm gonna name. I just looked up. Five quarterbacks that were drafted before Jalen, mm-hmm. and tell me what you think of all of them. Uh, Joe Burrow, the Bengals, Tua T- um, T- Taglo, how do you say his name? The Samoan dude. Tua, he played T- for T- Miami. I know yeah, exactly Tua, he was drafted uh, number five. Joe was number one. Justin Herbert, number six by the Chargers, and Jordan Love, number 26 by the Packers. Um, those four were drafted before Jalen Hurts.
1: Um, the one Love that was drafted by the Packers. He's the only one who never been heard of. The boy Justin Herbert over there with the Chargers, yeah, he's a monster. You know what I mean? And 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 that boy's a baller.
0: What about Tua the Samoan guy?
1: Tua was the one who look. Tua was at Alabama with just with with Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts won a championship. He benched him for Tua in the championship game. Tua fucked up, and <laughs> and, and 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 they got beat in a national championship was already gone you wasn't gonna get no opportunity to pity pat me you chose this dude S- stick stick with him you know and Alabama end up losing so tour is the one who got Jalen Hurts bench who they benched Jalen Hurts for you know and uh and uh he's not as good as hurts at all
0: what about Joe Burrow he's good though
1: he's a monster yeah <laughs> he's a beast, man. but, but let still, me it's uh, still
0: early in their careers though
1: no no doubt no doubt but who's in the Super Bowl yeah you know you got you can't you know this dude didn't let his team to a super bowl even though he got hurt and they maintained you know it's coaching as well you know what i mean his team is coaching Jalen hurts is a threat i love him I, you know i love him alex you know what i mean I, you know especially watching his struggles at alabama how they chose somebody over him after i proved to y'all i could win the national championship y'all come back y'all put two in and bench me <laughs> he got up out of there bro i was look look i was rooting for the dude to get up out of there and he left because now they got this process called the uh, uh, damn what's it called? They could they can transfer you know the pipe they can transfer easier easier now. He got up out of there, man. I was so happy for him. I'm happy for him as a Philadelphia Eagle to see the brother make it to the Super Bowl, man. Just to be honest, which I'm proud of. Him.
0: All right, before we move on to another topic, uh, who do you got, man, in the Super Bowl?
1: Uh, oh, man, you know what, man? It's it's so hard. it's yeah. it's, it's, it's hard. <laughs> Uh, Patrick Mahomes is a monster. You know, you got Travis Kelsey over there. He got one of the greatest coaches ever did it, and you know, and, and um, so it's hard, bro. Um, me, me, particularly being a Cowboys fan, I don't want to see the Eagles win nothing. You know <laughs> what I mean? But at the same time, man, I, I, the best team gonna win, man. And I wish both of those teams the best of luck.
0: Yeah, and I just want to mention that there's also the the Kelsey brothers. Uh, one guy is the is the guard for one of the teams uh these two two big white dudes and i can't imagine um how mom's is feeling that she's watching two of her sons one on each team play each other
1: yeah that's something got to be something special man yeah
0: all right man i wanted to uh tap in with this um with this topic on uh organ organ donations we talking about kidneys lungs um, i don't know can you donate a lung actually i i have heard that there's um the lung the lung transplant is something that they're working on but you can donate a heart, you can donate a uh, kidney. I'm not sure we talked about a liver. I don't I think we talked about this off camera, right? We talked yeah, about no, the liver. Yeah, we talked
1: about the liver, man. The liver is something special. You bro. only got one, right? Yeah, no yeah. doubt and this is something special, man. So I don't know if the liver can be I think once you have liver failure it's kind of I, I believe it's hard. And I'm yeah. sure you can transplant one, I I believe, but I don't I don't hear a liver transplant at all, so I, I I'm wondering. But not that. you can't donate a liver though. Well, no, you definitely can't donate one and still be around. It would have to be like you're a donor, and something happened to you, and they, you know, you could donate it after you die, I believe, but I'm not, I'm not sure.
0: But the state of Massachusetts is trying to pass a bill to where inmates can donate organs and get a little bit of time knocked off their sentence, and some people are calling it unethical and depraved. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to think about this. I, I, I was saying to myself, "Hey, if you if an inmate is going to donate, let's say bone marrow, you better be knocking off five years a decade. But when we read the bill, how much time are they going to get credit for?
1: Well, they talking about uh, a year to 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 no two months to a year. Yeah, and they out of their damn mind. I wouldn't donate a tooth." Uh, for that kind of time, man.
0: But they're trying to make a big deal about it because it's going to help people of color. There's a, a whole lot of black and brown folks that are suffering from these diseases. And they're trying to incentivize inmates from helping uh, save lives, I guess.
1: I mean, you could put it like that. But I do believe that when you donate an organ, Allen, it takes away from yours. You know what I mean? And, and I, could be, I could be wrong, man. But uh, it, it takes away from, I mean, it seems like your quality of life. You know, and that's something that I wouldn't do. I'm not even an organ donor on my driver's license. Yeah. Or something If I was to crash or something, you know, I have this thing in my mind that I believe that when you're an organ donor, you know, they they might let you die easier. Just you know, and they see you got some healthy do- organs. They might, hey man, this dude, yeah, you let him go, and let him go. You know what I mean? And uh, and, and with the high, what can I, what the word am I looking for? You know that they are kidnapping people and stealing and stealing organs.
0: I heard about you know? that, but I don't. I, I never found any any evidence of that. You believe that's true?
1: Yeah, well, I, psh, man, that shit true. Honey.
0: Here in the United States or somewhere else?
1: Yeah, you know, closer down into that border. Okay. You know what I mean? I had to deliver some gas down <laughs> there, and I made a joke with the, with some of my coworkers. Like, man, I don't mind going down there to deliver no gas, but I just want to come back with my kidneys shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit. That is shit real out there. I mean, I mean, shit, it's a black mar- No, it's definitely a black market for organs. You know what I mean? even here in the united states
0: i've been hearing that but i never man,
1: it's a I, black market how would you hear about
0: it i'm just uh, like like it's a, a rumor
1: I, be, I mean blacks don't do it probably.
0: but you don't hear no dudes like rushing to the internet rushing to social media saying hey man they try to steal my kidney man they try to take my my organs
1: alex they done found quite a few people you know in bathtubs in certain places with no kidneys and shit. you know what i mean and people then stole their shit, man and wouldn't
0: that, that be a big story
1: it was a big story you probably just missed it <laughs> man this shit is going to watch when you google that shit and, and check it out on your um when you you know off air you're gonna see man it's a black market out there for organs they they had a big old news thing about this shit telling you that they not just kidnapping people for sex trafficking and shit they getting organs bro you know what I mean so now that they can come get some time knocked off of your organs I feel like man it's a bigger Man, I'm not giving you nothing for no time knocked off. You would have, to, I would have to have a life sentence, man. And you say I'm finna come home in order to give you some of my. That's just me. <laughs> give you a kidney or give you a man man. Yeah,
0: it does sound crazy. It says here under um, Bill 3822, um, passed by or or submitted by the state of Massachusetts, incarcerated individuals can shave two months to one year off their prison sentence in exchange for bone marrow and organ donations, which does not seem like a fair change. Trade. No
1: doubt. Now, what's the bone marrow process? What are they actually... I, I, I'm not so familiar with the bone marrow process. What are they taking from you when they do a bone marrow um, transplant or something like that?
0: Well, like you just said a moment ago, um, you're not a donor. Uh, my dad told me, don't check that box on your driver's license either <laughs> because they will take your organs if you're in a life-or-death situation. So I don't know it really... I don't know nothing about that. I hear about bone marrow all the time mm-hmm. but I have no idea I think they go into the they they inject a needle into your bone and pull out some of the some of the elements from within the bone but no, nah, I don't know the process but I, I do know it's it's tedious
2: right
1: right I do don't believe 100% sure man that organs on the black market is a thing
0: well um, I would like for people to tap in if if you were if, you, if your organs were attempted to be stolen, because basically if, if you steal someone's organ, that means you got to kill them, right? You, even though you can survive with one kidney, are these right. people actually dying?
1: Well, they done found a couple people down in uh, uh, southern um, United States. When I say southern, I'm southern California in the United States that uh, actually they found them alive when they found them.
0: Or they know, missing their organs they were missing
1: their organs see, see I, I missed that story no nah, man just go do some research man it's, it's big and, and and for me to even joke like that at the job it was an insensitive joke but it was i was sick they knew that it wasn't a joke they knew it was serious when you you know moving around certain parts of the country man that you know organs are being stolen and took and, and you are getting killed for organs um i do believe wholeheartedly that by being an organ donor you know, depending on who it is, say if a bank robber come from the bank, he then got shot from the by the police. You know, he fighting for his life. They find out here an organ donor, Man, what's the incentive to to, to keep this dude alive <laughs> when when your your liver and your kidney and your lungs and all this stuff is worth more than you? Oh, you just a petty bank robber. You do You know what I mean? I mean, me me personally. I mean, somebody can come on here and say, man, FG, you wrong. But at the same time, I really believe that.
0: (laughs) No, I've been hearing about organ theft for years. I just ain't never seen the story. I mean, at least, I mean, how many bodies have popped up on U.S. soil missing organs that, you know, they they didn't make it? It, That would be on the news, wouldn't it? It was on the news.
1: You didn't, you you missed it. No, I missed that one too. Listen, bro, go do some research on it. You probably stop going to San Diego if you so you hear the stories that you know. And I'm not blaming San Diego. I'm just being you know because that's Southern California. But do some research.
0: I do think that if it is actually happening, they probably don't want to publicize it as much to put the fear in the people. They want to make, um, I guess, they want to try to put that under wraps or sweep it under the rug if it's something that's actually happening.
1: Well, when you go to these 2020 document documentaries and shit like that, man, they give you a whole, you know that. We got the internet now, you know what i mean i'm I'm really encouraging you to go look at it and um check out a couple document documentaries on what's really going on with organ um organs for sale
0: I will definitely tap in and, and um do a little research on it, but do you think that this bill that's being proposed by um uh, let me let me drop her name here uh rep- Representative Judith Garcia is this just something that um i guess Unethical.
1: No, no, no doubt about it. It's unethical. But let me just remind you about what they're saying. And these were some um, other races who were saying this. We prefer black organs because they're very strong. <laughs> you know, we've come to find, man, bro, go do your homework on it. But as far as her bill is concerned, man, I, I, I do believe it's unethical. Unless she's worded in it in a way that's saying um, they have the opportunity to donate an organ. And our incentive is to give them less time. But either way you put it, it don't sound right, man.
0: Well, uh, it's being criticized by this guy named Michael Cox, who's the executive director of prison abolition. And he says that that these inmates, they're marginalized people. They're highly stigmatized and extremely vulnerable. And to incentivize the selling of your body parts in exchange for the most precious commodity in the world which is time on this earth and your freedom is just so appalling. It is.
1: <laughs> no doubt. It, it is. But won't you do this? Won't you stop giving them so much time for the bullshit you giving them time for? Maybe they'll be out on the streets to donate an organ for a different cause. Maybe a different charity. Maybe, you know, a, a personal friend of theirs that they love so much that they're willing to help out with, a, with an organ instead of sending, you know, you know, to think, you know, do something different. Don't just go tell them man we didn't get y'all all this time man don't you want to get out a year earlier donate it man knock it off
0: nah you better get your entire sentence suspended real shit. um for any sort of uh donation even bone marrow and I, I know bone marrow seems to be something that's um, easier to give in terms of maintaining your the same quality of life um, I'm not saying it's an easy process, but right. you, you can maintain the same quality of life. It's like d- it's different from giving a kidney, even though they say you can survive on one kidney. But it must be you, the quality of life must drop a little bit. Right. Because if we're designed for two kidneys, if I got one, I must be declined in some form or fashion.
1: Right. No doubt. But I do hear kidneys. You can live a successful life with one. But if if, if I was born with two you know what i mean i want to keep what i got bro
0: well i believe god designed my body with two kidneys (laughs) if i'm living with one i must be suffering in in some way all right um yeah highly unethical uh i doubt this bill will pass in the state of massachusetts um it sounds crazy it does sound crazy especially for the amount of time that they're willing to shave off two months to to 12 months not ain't worth it. it ain't worth it all right um Man, one of my favorite West Coast producers of the modern hip-hop period is um, divorcing his wife.
1: No doubt, bro. And uh, they just got married in 2020. And, you know, they've been together for a decade, I believe, because uh, that's what most a lot of black men do. We're going to make you wait 10 years. <laughs> that's, that's, I think that's our standard operating procedure. But they got married in 2020, bro. And it's only a couple years later and they're getting divorced.
0: And uh, FG's talking about DJ Mustard, man. I mean, this guy is probably the most prolific producer in the last 10 years,
1: no doubt, man. But it just kills me that you know, she won't, you know, he was willing to give her 19,000 a month. You know, she says she wants 82 a month, you know, and, and that that's the shit that break my heart, man. You know, if you're even this kind of person that you know, you, you I, I feel. If somebody coming at you like that, bro, I feel that you married the wrong person. You know what I mean. You know, where, where, where in anywhere, the twenty thousand a month is not enough.
0: Well, I'm sure there's a certain lifestyle that she was living, and one of the reasons. Well, no, she was asking for more. She was wait, eighty thousand, right? She was asking for eighty. Yeah, eighty two. Yeah. Eighty two thousand a month. And when when they put up his annual earnings, eighty two thousand a month is like is like pennies
1: i don't know add up eighty-two thousand times 12. that's a lot of money bro
0: yeah but his annual earnings is a
1: million dollars a year
0: yeah okay his annual they, they got him making uh 10 million dollars in 2020. so okay a mil. that's about um that's about a million just under a million so that's uh 10 percent of his salary technically
1: so it, it's not because after taxes you don't get take all that shit home yeah that's dollars. true that's true After taxes you bring home what six million yeah. You know, seven million, you know, and, and she won a million of that, you know?
0: Yeah. Um I let me, let me do the math on that real quick because even though eighty thousand a month is sounds ridiculous to request, when it's coming from somebody who's making ten million dollars a year, uh yeah, I I, I think that eighty thousand is definitely um a den in his wallet.
1: And I don't believe that he's making that every year. Yeah. You know, he might have had a couple de- decent years where he's made some money, but, you know, you got to take it in advantage. What did you make in over a year for the last five years? You know, it might not be $10 million a year, you know. And uh, just to ask for that kind of money, man, after this man didn't agree to give you 19000 a month, you know. Um, now, they do have three kids, you know, Um You got to take that into consideration. It was some form of prenup involved. I don't know the details of it, but. Hey, man, you know, I'm going to say it's cheaper to keep her.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, she she was not successful in getting that eighty two thousand. But at the end of the day, uh, they both agreed. It says here they reached an agreement for eighteen thousand three hundred and forty two dollars a month, which is a nice amount of money to live off of. Uh, that's a little bit more than a uh, council person uh, Kevin DeLeon gets every month. He gets that 17000 No doubt, no doubt, no down. So, uh So let's see, $18,342 is going to come out to uh, 220000 a year.
1: Oh, that's it? That's not
0: too bad. No, no,
1: that ain't too bad. 220000 a year. That ain't too bad at all.
0: No, nah, but you know what's different? When we talked about um, Dre's um, divorce, Dr. Dre, his divorce came with, um, she gets houses, she gets cars. She get cars she in gets addition to, to the money, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it didn't. Um, based on what we read here, and and, and his wife's name is Theory, T H I E R R Y. Based on here, it doesn't seem like uh, they're dividing any other uh, anything else other than that's probably in the um, <laughs> in the prenup that she mm-hmm. signed. Um, all she's gonna get is the eighteen thousand a month. Um, I don't think that's too bad. Um, but when you think about it two hundred and twenty thousand and their lifestyle. She's she was living the lifestyle of a millionaire. Now she's gonna be living it as a hundred thousand there.
1: Yeah, but let's be honest with you. You know, a guy to make ten million a year, like I say, he's really only bring coming to the house with sixty five of it, you know, six million five hundred of it, you making investments. It's not like he have that cash just sitting up. You know, you 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 gotta make that money, you know, reinvest that money for one in order to be successful and for two, not to be taxed on it so much, you know. Um, so they could have been still living, you know, modest lifestyles, but at the same time, you know, she want to ball out, you know, um, uh, after she, you know, um, I mean, I, I don't know, Alex.
0: I think that these situations, uh, make brothers reluctant and hesitant to even want to get married in the first place.
1: Well, you know, I sit here and say all the time about it, you know, and you sit here and talk about love and devotion and one wife, and, and it's all beautiful. But at the end of the day, man, when you get super successful, man, you really kind of see. Just like for her seeking eighty some thousand a month, to me is disrespectful. You know what I mean? You you didn't make one beat. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, yeah, you had three kids, man. And you, our kids live good. They're going to continue to live good because just because I give you 19,000 a month, don't that still don't mean I'm going to be not be buying my kids cars and doing stuff for graduation or taking them on trips. And you know what I mean? That's just what you're going to get. You know what I mean? You know, I'm not I'm never going to let my kids down. You know, women get divorced and feel like they, you know, um, this is my money. No, this is not your money. This is supposed to be child support. I know women that get child support and be like, no, he still need to take care of his kids. Well, what's the child support for? Oh, that's for me. No, it's not for you. That's called child support. And this is a mentality that some women have that I know personally, Alex, to say this shit, you know, child support. That's my money. He still need to do stuff for his kids technically child support is the for you to do something for your kids it's just real men gonna still ain't finna count that and when you go somewhere with me or if I want to buy you a dirt bike or a car or something like that I'm not counting that what I give your mom but for real child support is just that for the child well they agreed
0: to a joint custody and I think when you're as the husband as the man when you get joint custody that reduces the amount of money that you got to pay to no the ex-wife. No doubt. So I always tell men, if, you, if you're in this situation, get joint custody because it'll reduce the amount of money you have to give your
1: ex. True that, but I know a few people that got divorced recently, some good friends of mine. And uh, what they did was if you get, like you say, the joint custody, but you keep the kid three and a half days a week and she keep the kids three and a half days a week, when the income is even, you don't even have to pay child support because you got the kid 50% of the time, you know, 51% of the time. And if you can negotiate with that, you, with your ex, because some exes will say, okay, you're going to keep the kid three days a week, three and a half days a week, and get them to school and do all that and blah, blah, blah. I'll take that, don't owe me nothing for the peace of mind that I'm going to get for those three days where I can, I can do me, I can relax, I can just chill, or I can or whatever I'm into, you know what I mean? You know, so I know people that took that route as well. When you get to talk about this big money people, though, it's always the other wanting to send that significant uh, bread because of this lifestyle I'm supposed to be awarded, you know, because you were successful.
0: I wonder what what compelled DJ Mustard because he's the one that filed divorce. Most of the, when you look at Los Angeles County Divorce Court, these these divorces are being filed by women like 80 to 85% of the time. Men don't usually file for divorce. It's like 10 to 15%. So, this brother, after being with her for, what, eight years and only married her two years later, why is he filing for divorce?
1: You know what, man? He probably knew it was a bad decision when he did it. He could have got pressured into it when he did it. Um, Then once she got married, women change after they get married, Alex. I'm going to just be (laughs) honest with you, bro. You know, women change. You know and I'm telling some of my homies before they get married? My cousin just got married just this weekend in Jamaica. I was supposed to be there for my birthday. Uh, wasn't able to make it, but he just got married. You know, I wish him all the best and I wish him all the luck. You know, and uh, I'm just not a super proponent of marriage like I used to be. You know what I mean? And and um, you know, things are seem like they going so sour. It's not like back in the you know 50s, 60s, and 70s where you got married and people just stayed together through thick and thin, good and bad, and made the marriage worse, You know what I mean? Nowadays, you know, people are getting married and the first or two, one or two arguments they get into, you know, well, it's over, you know, and um, the institution of marriage should be taken, you know, more uh, with more respect and love and, and honor than that, you know. But uh, we're seeing it happen all the time. People getting married a couple years later, it's over.
0: Yeah, I don't know here. Um, mustard posted, we've shared 12 years together, so I'm sure y'all can respect this ain't e- this ain't an easy issue. We just asked for Privacy. I'm human with kids old enough to read. If y'all can't respect us, at least respect that. Man, t- 12 years, but only married for two. That's kind of a bizarre combination.
1: Okay, 12 years, married for two. Then he's end up leaving. Like, he like, man, look, this over, I'm out of here. She out fucking, you know what I mean? He catch, like, damn, you know, goddamn, we, we barely, we, yeah, we separated, but she like, well, hold on, when you left, what you think I'm supposed to do? So it could have been some other shit in there, man, that, that 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 you know, she tweeted this. You know what I mean? You know, I, I, I don't believe, like, damn, you couldn't even keep shit under wraps. Like, you got to let the world know you was out, you know, stepping out or, you know, doing your thing, you know, whatever. And y'all wasn't even divorced yet. You know what I mean? So it could have been some shit about her, man, that he just couldn't take no more. You know it could have been the threats you know what i mean you know most a lot of men with money get th- threatened all the time you know i divorce you take half your shit you know what i mean because especially in california it's a 50 50 you know what i mean so yeah you know man you know I, I just uh hope the kids don't suffer too much from it i hope they can both co-parent and be good parents at the end of the day you know what i mean i won't sit here and point the finger at either one of them man but at the same time man some of y'all bro Hey, it's cheaper to keep her, put up with that, <laughs> hey, you know, and, um, and um, man, save your bread. Man, I, I hate
0: when these things happen because it does, it's going to discourage a lot of people who are listening to us right now on Streets and Scholars. You know how many brothers are saying right now, man, I ain't never getting married to nobody.
1: Well, you know what, man, marriage ain't what it used to be, Alex, and at the same time, people, it, it ain't that marriage ain't what it used to be. It's people aren't who they used to be, you know what I mean? Everybody didn't grow up with those values. Who man. changed
0: more, men or women?
1: Uh, women. Yeah. Women definitely changed more. You know what I mean? They became the um, breadwinners in so many areas. You know, they the college graduation rate is so much higher than, than than men.
0: They became liberated, but at the cost of the family.
1: No doubt. You know what I mean? But at the same time, is it fair to say, you know, stay home, cook and clean and, you know, be uh, uh, do what I say do and, and I go home and, and pay the bills, you know? um you got to look at it both ways as well well if you well i
0: I believe that at at the core a woman wants to be a mother and have a family
1: i don't believe that what no i don't believe that for real no no doubt
0: i think i think the majority of women at their core want a family and, and a husband and kids
1: no 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 let me back up they want a family a husband and kids they don't want to do the shit that grandma did and they don't want to do the exactly. shit that our mothers did in yeah. order to keep this thing together. They want all this and all this. That's you, what, know what I mean? lives, <laughs> you know what I mean? They so. want both lives. You know what I mean? See,
0: that was my next point when you said it, should should they be at home cooking, cleaning, and washing the dishes. Well, that's part of family life because you're the kids that you're feeding, they're going to dirty up the house. You know how dirty kids can be. Mm-hmm. One kid will, will mess up your house. Imagine two. Now imagine three. So who's going to do all the cleaning, cooking uh, for, for what's happening at home?
1: The person that makes the less money. Because see, now <laughs> these women are coming home and saying, hold on, hold on. You only make 100 I make 160 Mm-hmm. You wash the motherfucking dishes. You know, I've been at work all day, too. You keep these clean kids' nose clean and shit. You change these pampers. You know what I mean? And, and that's their ideology. And after so long, you know, a man is a man. No matter what the financial situation is, some of these dudes is bowing down because women make more than them bro, you you a man regardless. So at the end of the day, bro, it don't matter how much she make. You know what I mean? It's a respect thing on how you run your thing. If you get a woman to start making more money than you and she switch up on you because, Alex, I guarantee you right now that there's a lot of men that's out here say this mustard in his situation right now. If that girl right there won the lottery or hit a music deal and she got a hundred million dollar music deal or a ten million dollar music deal, she probably would have divorced him. How many women out here are being good wives and mothers and all this just because of the financial situation? They make a decent amount. Their husband making a decent amount. They come together. They live decent. How many women out here could actually get a bunch of money in their hands and still want to be in this relationship? How many dudes can win the lotto and their wives don't say, OK, well, give me my 50 percent. I'm out of here <laughs> more than you think, bro. So when you get to talk about the mother, the the the, the, the want the family in the course, a whole bunch of them that don't.
0: Yeah. But if she's got two or three kids by you and she strikes the lotto or the lottery. She at her core, family should come first.
1: Um, I don't think all these women are married. Listen, women are groomed to grow up. To, to get you a husband with a good job, get you a good man, you know what I mean, get you a decent job, y'all make stuff work. That's how they raise, you know what I mean. At the end of the day, though, you know a lot of them, Alex, just like this. I heard this thing the other day to say, why trying to catch your man cheat when you can't even pay all the bills? You know what I mean? So a whole lot of these women out here, bro, just in situation, or how many females you know that's in a situation and they can't leave because they can't financially leave. You know how many marriages are just holding on because these two people need both of these incomes to survive. And that's a toxic situation to be in, bro, especially for a female. You know what I mean? To know that I can't leave because as high as mortgage rates, I mean, you know, how how, how much houses cost, you know, especially in California, how much, you know, it costs to pay bills now. Bro, some, some people are locked into relationships because of the financial situation. I believe it's more than we think, not love.
0: Yeah. But I think a lot of people is, is choosing wrong. Like I would never choose a woman that has more money than me because I know she ain't got time to be a mom. She ain't got no time to raise kids. She's more concerned about a career, making money than making a family. A woman who's truly family first is not going to be thinking about a career and how much money she's trying to make. She's because it's, you can't do both. It's either family family. Or career. Right. Which one do you want? And I guess today there are more young ladies that are thinking career, career, career. Right. But hey, you just gotta weed them out and say, okay, she's family, she's family, she's career, career. And men just gotta choose better. But I don't think this was uh, DJ Mustard's um, problem because in Hollywood and when you're a multimillionaire, those were different problems. Because yeah. it seemed like he found him a family woman, a woman that was willing to give him kid after kid after kid. Something else is going on here that we probably don't know. And um, they decided that they wanted to keep it private. But I
1: don't look at it like that. I believe because he was DJ Mustard, hold of them kids. You know what I mean? And how long he been doing them things, do the math. Because, you know, you got that bread out there. You know, I used to have some bread my damn self. Look <laughs> how many kids I got. You know what I mean? When you got that bread out there, Alex, you know what I mean? Some women have had three and four kids by you. Hold on. Take the Nick Cannon situation. These bros having baby buying, bro, and don't even... You know, and, and they're not even in a relationship with him like that. You feel me? And Or they know about all the other relationships that he's partaking in. So at the end of the day, man, I mean, I can't, I'm not blaming her, but I'm saying we do the numbers on how long he's been doing this shit, how old are the kids, you know, you might need to set yourself up in a situation for one thing, you know, my kids going to be straight. And I think that's the most, uh, uh, one of the important things that a lot of women want, they want to be comfortable and want their kids to be comfortable. You know what I mean. So I don't know this lady, but she could have just purposely had all these kids, mom, cause she knew he was going. They was gonna be straight at the end of the day. And and, and when you don't want me no more, guess what? I'ma still be straight, cause you're gonna to still make. You know, bro.
0: But she's been with. They've been together for twelve years.
1: Man, I got hats twelve years old. Man, that ain't no long time. No,
0: but she was with him before DJ Mustard became DJ Mustard. That's
1: what I was asking. How long Mustard been doing this thing? Now let's 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 be clear though. How many women are catching these dudes coming out of high school, uh, college? You know what I mean? Have you seen Patrick Mahomes' wife? She'd been with him th- through college. He was felt he was obligated that this is my wife. You know what I mean? I believe she wasn't with you in high school. She wasn't with you when you was, you know, playing Little League. You know what I mean? When she met you, you was on your way. You know what I mean, bro? You just wasn't no regular dude. You was already on your way when she met you. He could have been on his way, Alex, and he just wasn't on our radar yet, but he really could have been wiggling and things, doing his thing a little bit, and she peeped that. You know what I mean? Let's not negate, man, that these look at all these basketball players that's getting set up by, you know, these girls pregnant by him and just having a baby. It's for the child support. I'm not saying that's just her situation because I don't know it in particular, but he left her. He filed for divorce. Something wasn't right, bro. You don't just leave your wife for nothing. Yeah. You feel me? So, but he' going to pay for it, man. But one thing about it, I respect that he got his kids by one woman. I don't know if he have any other kids by anybody else, but you know he got three kids by one woman, man. I respect that. At least he maybe only have to cut one check, and uh, he'll be all right.
0: Yeah, he he should bounce back. Has three kids: Kylan, Counter, and Co- Cody. Um, yeah, they're all by her, uh, Miss Theory. And um, it's just unfortunate that they couldn't figure out a way to uh, mend whatever mistakes were made for the kids, at least. And then when they get 18 years old, 19, and then you guys can go your own ways because the family comes first. Now these kids are seeing their parents bickering, fighting over money, (laughs) Mm. fighting over legal fees. And what kind of message and what kind of example are you now setting for these three kids?
1: No, no doubt you're 100% right. But at the same time, I do believe in my heart wholeheartedly alex that if you're not happy bro move on don't waste no more years waiting bro you got to move on we only got so much time on this earth peace come rare you gotta you gotta take it when you can get it
0: but but we we, we wake up any any day any day of the week you can just wake up not feeling happy you know i mean that's just part of life you just got to figure it out if you pick this person to have three kids with to have a family with um, unless she was out there hoeing, okay. But what know? if she was,
1: okay? And and he ain't gonna—he the type of dude I'm not finna put that out there. Yeah. And the reason she came on Instagram and said, "Well, he's tripping because I stepped out after he left." What they were still married for one, she could just be lying enough for him if he ever came to say, "No, nah, she was fucking in our marriage." You know what I mean? So she trying to say after he, you know, it could be so much. Why would you throw that out there? You feel what I mean? It could be some 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 infidelity somewhere down the road, you know, because the dude was successful. He was out on the road a lot. You know, this happened to a lot of celebrities that's making movies three and four six months on the set, trying to get some stuff done. They wife home alone. Same thing with the soldiers back in the day, where their wife just at home alone, lonely and stuff, bro. You know what I mean? I'm not. I'm not. One thing I'm not doing is accusing nobody, or I'm not. If if she was uh, uh not true to, I'm not even knocking her. I'm just saying, you know, sometime the fact, he's leaving her, bro. Yeah. He knew how much money he might have to be out of. He knew all this before he did. So it could have had to be something damn near halfway significant for him to be like, you know what, this over. I don't care what I got to pay.
0: Yeah. I would just, I would say the only thing that, that uh, I would say, yeah, break up the family is if she's out there hoeing and doing yeah. some stuff like that um and you know it's interesting his his new his next girlfriend is going to probably be some high profile woman that already has her own money and he don't got to worry about is this next chick going to take my money and i got to deal with divorce court and um that's what he probably should have did in the first place but hey they they go back to before he had money so you know he's in a in a tricky situation now
1: no no doubt you know what i mean but at the same time people do grow apart alex you know and and the money can change that um Not that it's purposely done, it's just at the same time, sometimes you can notice some stuff that was different, you know, once the money come, you can see what a person really is, you know what I mean? Um, So, you you know, we don't know all the dynamics of it, man, but I just, like you said, I wish them kids the best. They do have joint custody, so the kids will get to still see their mother and father, bro. They won't be the first, you know, unfortunately. You know to see their parents break up you know but um hey i wish the kids the best man we could talk about
0: this topic for like a whole hour man <laughs> two hours
1: dude, you know man
0: yeah um hey do you think you think he'll he'll marry again is he gonna be the type of dude that just has a failed failed marriage after failed marriage like kanye west i think kanye west just got married again yeah, or is know. he gonna be like i ain't never marrying nobody again
1: um i believe that a, a lot of people are nowadays period aren't getting married because it don't take uh, you know the 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 uh, a certificate or you know God to solidify a relationship, you know, especially when it's one sided financially. Um, being being Affleck and J Lo just got remarried again, and and you know they've been married five, six, seven times apiece. So <laughs> i but yeah. uh, some people, that's what they do. Mustard, I think he won't get married again
0: yeah and i think a lot of us also try to compare what celebrities are doing i don't i don't think celebrity marriages and relationships are the way for an example to look at what someone's doing to say okay whether or not this is good for me we just can't compare our lives to to j-lo and ben affleck who are probably worth uh 300 400 million dollars because they date differently they right. do relationships uh, right. differently no, i got you bro. it's just it's not normal the way they they do relationships but i was a little surprised to hear that kanye west just married a, a chick out of nowhere just yeah. recently
1: yeah well i mean you know i hey if he had her sign the prenup which i'm sure he did bro you know what i mean and she might get the same million or two if they was a something that that won't even hurt him at all um hey man i don't care what they do man all
0: right man let's um uh, let's just tap in with this tyree nichols thing man because uh we could talk about relationships and marry for a whole Shit. like you said a couple hours uh we, we definitely um see it differently um, cause I still, I'm still with the traditional marriage. You just got to find the right person. You got to mm-hmm. vet the person out. You got to take your time. Um, you got to cut them off. If you see something you don't like, you can't just keep letting uh, these women linger around. Um, you got to ignore them. You got to treat them the way they deserve to be treated, which is sometimes not good. And then move on to the next one.
1: No doubt, Alex, but you got to understand, bro. I've been married 16 years. Me and my wife been together 25 or, you know, been knowing each other 25, um, bro. That ain't something you just walk away from or that ain't something you just um, something happening. You just leave. And it's it's it's, it's, it's in those situations stuff work, work out, bro. I mean, you know, you work shit out. Yeah. You endure shit for the kids. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you realize that, you know, family to some of these kids is everything. You look at how many broken homes, you know, producing, you know. You know, uh, gangbangers and, you know, all kind of elements of kid uh, mental issues and shit like that. You know, so um, I'm not saying that if a situation ain't right, don't leave it. But I'm saying s- some of our situations after so many years, you know, um, bro, our, our, our mentality is different, you know. Um, so I'm with you on a certain degree, but I'm also saying if a person ain't happy, you know, get on.
0: That's, that's what uh california has the uh you can divorce for irreconcilable differences, differences. <laughs> that just mean i ain't feeling her no more I ain't feeling her no
1: yeah. more you know what it means?
0: all right um hey man we got to talk about tyree nichols yeah, man this dude uh man i was avoiding watching the video most of the time i avoided but you know since we're doing this episode i had to tap in with the video man and this dude was just butchered man it reminded me of rodney king it wasn't a shooting they didn't shoot the guy they literally beat this man to death
1: yeah they definitely did that man no doubt uh the a traffic stop it started off violent so you know what their mentality was what they had on their mind what they thought i just don't know but but it started off crazy now i heard some people saying that
0: he ran now we we talked about a couple of these situations where a dude runs, and then of course the police chase after you and of, and we know what happens after that. but this guy didn't initially run; he was he got out the car and they just started they was aggressive from the jump, and I think his running was survival mode. I need to get out of here because yeah, these yeah, people yeah, are yeah. just crazy right so i don't I don't judge him running the way I would judge um some of the other situations that we talked about and analyzed before he was already being assaulted he was already being beat and i didn't even see any justification for any of those officers for putting hands on him when they had him in the car
1: no nah, no doubt but even be even after he ran alex he didn't have a gun he didn't have drugs bro he didn't have a knife you don't deserve no ass whooping like that i mean you know a couple rib shots or something like that bro you know what i mean but come on man that excessive force you know they so used to doing it And it's just coming to light. They've been doing this shit for years and it's just starting to come Come to light. These body cams are actually working to a certain degree. Yeah, but it ain't stopping these cops from
0: um, doing what we want them to stop doing. It doesn't seem like they have any fear of assaulting people and crossing the line into criminal activity.
1: Because just like the cops that you've seen in this video, most of them didn't even have a body camera on so they could turn that shit off. You know what I mean? It's just the one dude that did. It. You know what I mean? And and it's it's a it's a it's a it's a prime example of everything else in life. You gonna keep doing that shit until you get caught. You heard of other people getting caught? Shit, that ain't me. I'ma keep selling this dope. I ain't got caught. That's them. Keep robbing them banks. I ain't get caught. That's them. And there ain't no different from the police, bro. I'ma keep whooping these dudes ass. And them other dudes ain't got caught, but we've been doing this shit right for a long time. And they just finally got here, bro.
0: Now, one thing I like that I've seen happen here in the city of Memphis is that these officers got terminated and charged without no long, lengthy investigation. Without We're going to be transparent and we're going to look at all the evidence, give us a couple of years, or we're going to investigate it and we're going to make sure that everyone is held accountable, get back to us in about uh, 18 months. This was immediate and swift. I I think this is all within 30 days. These officers are charged, uh, arrested, charged, and fired.
1: No doubt. Um, But that's the thing about it. This need to be the new standard. You know what I mean? Because we have seen investigations that go on for months, for years, for eight months, nine months. This need to be the new standard. You know what I mean? Get it done right now. Y'all know what it is. It don't take six, eight months to study the body cam and study all this other shit man come on man they came with swift decisive action immediately this should be the standard from here on out
0: yeah it just made me uh, think about um michael was it ryan twyman um that got shot by the sheriffs out there in the aps they just charged that one cop in 2022 and that happened in twenty nineteen, I believe.
1: And that's funny that you bring that up. I just ran into his brother Michael at my grandson's in them Super Bowl not too long ago. I just ran into the uh Michael Twyman and his homeboys at the thing and and um and um but that was his brother. Yeah. Right. It took forever, man.
0: It took like three years. And I know in California I think there there is this law that says that you gotta give law enforcement time to investigate their own when it comes to these uh, assaults or killings. So I don't know if California's gonna change it. I think you gotta change the laws. But um uh, I was I was very glad to see that they got charged. But man, it was so disappointing when they um when they put that picture up of all the dudes that was involved. Uh, it's it's five brothers, man, that uh that went off on um Mr. No, Tyree.
1: No doubt, but you know what I mean just because they was brothers, they still was they 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 wore blue. And they and they and they wore it disrespectfully, like a lot of them do. Um, so they wasn't black; they was blue. Yeah, but we talk about like I support black folks going into
0: the police department. I support them becoming deputies and police because I want to see more of us in law enforcement positions because I feel like they're going to treat us differently for the most part. I think this is an anomaly where a whole bunch of black cops are beating on a black dude, like we talked about in the city of Compton that very rarely... Where there are officer involved shootings of black cops against black dudes, whether there was Crips or Pyros because mm-hmm. they all knew each other. Right. So you want to see more black cops in in those type of communities. So it's so it's so disappointing to see here. And I know in Memphis is a it's a black city. Right. So that means that these black cops they grew up with people from the hood. Mm-hmm. But they didn't they didn't have a respect. And I'm not saying Tyrese from the hood or at all. I, I don't know his background. It looked like this dude was a skater. Yeah, and a he he was like a square that. in in, a, in the in the positive sense. So I don't really understand why. I understand they're wearing blue. We're, we're looking at them as blue, but black cops got to do better.
1: No doubt, but at the same time, no cops got to do better, period. It ain't just black cops. It's cops all the way around. You know what I mean? And, and 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 the sad part about it, man, is some of these cops get to a point to where they feel like they're invincible. They feel like they're untouchable. They feel like they're above the law because they've been getting away with this shit so long. I don't care if they was green. They were wrong. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and say because they was brothers that they didn't that that that, you know, um, I I hated to see them because do your people like that. But at the same time, I mean, this is where a point where I say, you know, us as blacks, period, need to get it together. But these dudes was blue.
0: You know, four of these cops had already um, infractions of violating policy in the past. And they're all been cops for a very short period of time. Most of them. Uh, Demetrius Haley became a cop in 2020. Desmond Mills became a cop in 2017. Emmett Martin became a cop in 2018. Justin Smith 2018, and Tedarius Bean. Tedarius Bean is the only one that doesn't have any infractions against him. He became a cop in 2020. I want to play a clip real quick um, on an update on this case because uh, he just had his funeral this week, and a whole lot of people represented. Um, including the vice president, if I remember correctly.
3: Prepare for yeah. the funeral of Tyree Nichols. There are new developments in this investigation into his death. Steve
2: Harrigan has the latest details from Memphis. What we really see is a tragedy, and a um, a tragedy
1: in the miscommunication and the training that happens with police forces across the country.
3: The fallout continues after the deadly beating of Tyree Nichols in Memphis. The police department here announcing two more officers have been relieved of duty in connection with the case. One of those officers, Preston Hemphill, mentioned on the body camera video. Though his lawyer says he was not present at the scene where the brutal beating occurred.
1: Everybody, I spray. He spray.
3: Meanwhile, the fire department has fired two EMTs and a lieutenant. The EMTs failing to provide basic aid to Nichols as he lay slumped against a police cruiser visibly in distress. The lieutenants not even getting out of the vehicle.
0: Even though this, is, uh, uh, this was done by five black officers,
3: uh, we still must tell African-American young men and women uh, that they have to be a part of the, uh, the change in the system. The funeral for Nichols will be held Wednesday in Memphis, where the Reverend Al Sharpton is expected to deliver the eulogy. Family and friends preparing to say goodbye. The thing I want to say about somebody was I've just heard so many stories and how loving he was and how he impacted so many people. Tyree's parents will attend President Biden's State of the Union address next week in Memphis. Steve Harrigan, Fox Thirty Two, Chicago.
1: Yeah, Alex, that was definitely man a, a, a foul situation. Like these dudes said, they they um also fired. Uh, what, two MTs and a medic, you know, uh, two lieutenant uh, EMTs. I mean, um, a couple medics or something like that. And uh, because they prefer, uh, failed to provide aid to him after the beat, you know, uh, they deserve to be fired as well because they have nothing to do with the police department. Their job is to, once they get to the scene, provide aid to the injured and they didn't do that. They felt that it, since it was five black officers or or black uh presence, they didn't want to go aid the guy, but they was wrong in doing that. They deserved to get fired even though they didn't have nothing to do with
0: it. No, a white cop was fired. He hasn't been charged, but I'm wondering why why didn't the white cop get fired sooner? It seems like was they trying to protect him or were they just trying to put it all on the black cops or was it genuinely they just didn't know at the time?
1: Well, I don't think he was there at the beating. You know, he stayed, if you look at the video, him and another black officer stayed at the scene where the car was left for a very long time. Other officers came and they told them he ran that way and other officers went and found him and caught him. Once they found him and caught caught him, the beating occurred. Um, So they may just be neglect, fired him just based on a certain neglect that um, maybe he didn't do something procedure wise he wasn't supposed to do.
0: But he was the one that was, uh, you heard him yelling and cursing. That they kind of Initially. beeped them. They beeped out what he yeah, was saying. Yeah. But I don't know if he was saying "nigga" or oh, something. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, now I don't know if he was saying that, but it could have been something, you know. Um, but uh, I don't think he was like I say um, involved in the initial beating that helped this man die. So that's probably why they didn't charge him.
0: Now there was a rumor that uh, one of these officers, Demetrius Haley is linked to tyree nichols through his ex-girlfriend or ex-wife i'm just calling it a rumor because the father quickly denied it in in some interview um but i've always sometimes you always hear these bizarre connections like that they're saying demetrius haley Mm -hmm. and tyree nichols um tyree nichols is uh dating was dating um demetrius haley's ex Mm -hmm. and that maybe there was some sort of um Animosity there But um, that's just a rumor Have you heard a, about this crazy rumor?
1: I didn't hear that one But I heard uh, a rumor about the Memphis police Were in um, Some of them were part of a police gang Oh they,
0: the Scorpion. Scorpion Yeah, they yeah. all
1: had the uh, same tattoos And they all had the same um, So we go back to We talked about the Linwood Vikings We talked about police gangs here in California That, that Lee Bach and them went down Over um, In the LA County Jail this shit is going around the country that these police is involved in gang activity, you know. And how can you win under those circumstances?
0: Well, I think Scorpion is a little different. Scorpion would be similar to like LAPD's Crash. It was an actual official, official unit within the department, as opposed to a, a, a sub gang like the Vikings or the Three Thousand Boys. So Scorpion was a real, unit. a real unit. It actually stands for something um but nevertheless these these gang units uh, whether crash had to get disbanded because they were just so abusive and no they was doubt. out of control so scorpion probably took on those same sort of um attributes of we're going to operate outside the law no doubt we're, we're allowed to push the envelope a little further right why because we're scorpion cops and of course the, uh, the Memphis PD quickly disbanded it. Yeah, it was a gang. Man. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah, I got you. No, but uh, yeah, I I I it's a gang because I I've always thought that crash community resources against street hoodlums. That's what crash stood for. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I and, didn't know that. And Scorpion got some other weird acronym yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. So uh yeah, they do uh crash would have been an official. That was an official gang where these other ones like the Vikings and uh the Grim Reapers they are unofficial gangs, but um Man, um, it's terrible. Like, I I don't even like watching these videos, but I got to watch them if I'm going to speak on them. Um, That one was uh, extra disturbing for me to watch.
1: Um, It was extra disturbing for me to watch, Alex, but it's messed up for me to have to keep it 100, you know. And then the 100 sense of it, when I watched it, put your motherfucking hands behind your back, bro. They asked the dude to lay on the ground. He said, I am on the ground. They said, lay on your stomach. He never did that. You know what I mean? Some of the commands that they were giving him, he never gave. I, this before, this on the initial stop. You know what I mean? They hadn't started just beating your ass yet. Um, I I don't see what the problem is, for one, for y'all to able to get his hands behind his back. I, I'm starting to see that this is some kind of problem. Or maybe y'all don't want to in order to initiate the ass whooping. But, bro, roll on your stomach. Put your hands behind your back. Let these people cuff you and make it easy on you and everybody else. You know, how far this would have went if he would have really just complied with law enforcement as well. You know, I don't know if he had been drinking. I can't say that he, you know, I've heard nothing about drug use. I've heard nothing about none of that. But I did watch the video and I did watch enough of the video while they're giving you commands. You sitting up saying, bro, what's, what did I, I didn't even do nothing. That's beyond the point. Now, you did make a point uh, before to say, FG, that's because you fucking been in contact with law enforcement uh, a certain amount of time to know that just to comply. Regular people don't because they feel they didn't do nothing, which they probably didn't. So they're wondering, why are y'all tripping on me like this? But I'm starting to see too many videos and I'm speaking to the public in general. Roll on your stomach or do what they ask you to do. Get in them cuffs, let them put you in the back of the police car because once you're in the back of that police car, you good. You know what i mean they got you detained they got you subdued they got you but as long as you out here trying to snatch your arm now i'm not blaming you for get up and running because they started getting rough with him <laughs> yeah. he jumped up and broke you know what i mean so i felt him on that but i'm also saying that in order to sometimes um save yourself a little pain man you know it's, it's five officers three officers you're not just gonna always get away like that. Sometimes you can hit a few fences if you in your <laughs> neighborhood. You know what I mean? But uh, but 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 that disturbs me and that hurt my heart when I see dudes and you know fighting with the police and 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 do you deserve an ass a Hell, no. Do you deserve to die? Of course not. Not saying that. I'm saying to avoid even a scratch, bro. They ask you to get on your stomach, put your hands behind your back, man. It seemed like all you had to do was just do that, and they lift you up, put you in the police car, and some of this shit can be avoided.
0: Well, um, I, I don't think that I don't think he did anything wrong in the sense of uh, some of these others that we looked at because he looked confused when it, when he was
1: sitting he in the did. car. He, he looked did. confused. He looked confused when he was on the ground.
0: He didn't look like he was about to knock out some cops and, and, and assault them or, or try to grab their gun or anything like no, no, that. No, he didn't. So I think the cops escalated it from the very beginning. They didn't even have any sort of way to communicate with this guy. They got to say to themselves, okay, maybe he's high. Maybe he's on drugs. Maybe he's mental. Maybe he's having a crisis. They just went to, let's whip his ass. They didn't
1: give a fuck about none of that. I agree with you on that 100%. Maybe he couldn't comprehend because he was overwhelmed with something that he hadn't been involved in before. Maybe he was so overwhelmed with what the fuck is y'all doing that he couldn't comply to the commands. I'm not saying that, you know. I'm not. I'm not. not I'm not victim blaming. You know what I mean at all. These cops are 100 percent wrong for the the way they even put him out the car in the first place. I'm speaking to the listeners that I'm seeing time and time again where you getting commands from officers and you are not comprehending what they saying due to whatever it is, and the the, the situation you end up getting your ass whoop. I'm trying to save you from an ass whooping. You know what I mean. That's all I'm trying to do.
0: Well, they got the, um, the FBI is going to investigate this and see if they violated his civil rights, which um, I completely believe they did, even though he may not have complied the way FG wanted him to comply. It, it shouldn't have been followed up with, with an ass-whooping as brutal as they gave it to him.
1: Okay, well, let me put it in this context then. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying about, you know, what I'm compli- implying. I'm saying that if the boy wouldn't have died, this probably would have never been known nowhere. He probably would still got his ass whooped and been just as fucked up as he was today with no repercussions or nothing because it never would have got on the news had he not have just died. Had he just would have kept his breath and had he just, he'd have just been in there with the ass whooping. He would have went through them same circumstances. This boy had to die in order for the public to even see what was going on. You know what I mean? So had he not have died, because this shit not going to stop just with this video. Shit not going to stop. None of them officers had their body cam on that was doing all the ass whoopings. Them dudes' body cams went on. They know how to turn them things off. The one dude had his on. And that still didn't seal the deal. It was the the the, the, the camera from the light pole that actually got him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I'm speaking because this shit not finna stop today just because this happened. You know, it might stop in Memphis for a minute. But in Texas and L.A. and, and, and Philly and Detroit, man, this shit finna still be going on, man. You know, so so I'm just saying at the end of the day, you know, sometimes, you know, because if you don't die, guess what? You ain't nobody going to even know that this shit happened.
0: Well, that's why they probably have to pass the, um, the George Floyd Act, which is going to pretty much make all of the activities that these five Memphis PD officers did illegal. And that's going to make police officers in other cities say, damn, if I don't stop my partner from kicking his ass. Right. right. I'm I'm going to get charged. (laughs) I'm going to get indicted right now. There's no such law, but that's in the George Floyd Act, along with a whole bunch of other things. And I believe that if you see your partner whipping ass to the point that it's excessive and you realize that you need to stop your officer, say, hey, hold up yes enough he already got the point but no cops are required to do that
1: they're not required to do it but we also covered when the young lady tried to do it and her superior office grabbed her by grabbed her by the neck yeah get your fucking hands off me don't you ever touch me
0: see under the george floyd act he'd be charged
1: you know what i He'd man? get
0: indicted yeah. so i do think that national that national bill needs to pass um it won't pass in congress right now because it's a majority republican and they're not with it, mm-hmm. it it'll pass in the senate but it won't pass in the, in the congress but Uh, I heard a a couple of lawmakers saying, damn, we had George Floyd die. Now we got Tyree Nichols. When are we going to pass this new policing law? And just uh, a lot of the Republicans are just like, "Um, I I don't want to, I don't want to have to charge officers for standing around looking.
1: Well, that's (laughs) the thing about it though. It's supposed to be a certain ethic that you guys are supposed to, you know, stand by. And if you're not going to stand by that ethics, what the fuck do we got as a, as a system of you, you guys being sworn in officers to, you know, uh, protect the community. Kamala stated time and time again, she was involved when she was a Senator of, of rightness, George Floyd bill, and it need to be passed right now. She say, uh, uh, Biden signed it. No problem. It yeah. just have to get to, but like you said, it has to make it to his desk first. Yeah.
0: Um, you remember the, um, Rodney King beating, it, it was four dudes beating on Rodney King. But it was like fifteen officers just standing around watching. Right. And no one intervened back in uh, ninety one. Yeah. That's what we need. We need cops to say, hey man, that's enough. You already hit him with the baton five times. Where what's what's the cop gonna say? No, we're we're gonna hit him fifty times, because that's what happened to Rodney King. He took fifty blows. Um I'm to thinking about it just as amazing he survived it. Right. Because I think I think um Rodney King got beat harder she, than than Tyree Nichols did
1: he just didn't die
0: yeah because right. um Rodney King they set counted 50 something blows with yeah, that baton. baton and I know that he took some kicks though right Tyree took a couple of kicks
1: yeah and they got steel toe boots and shit. on yeah, yeah so that shit hurt man
0: but um yeah man the, this this law probably is not going to pass until um you know the, the balance of powers with the Democrats in the in, in Congress so uh yeah man um this is an unfortunate situation uh rest in peace to tyree nichols and of course the family is on this this is probably going to be the biggest financial payout um i don't remember what george floyd got but whatever george floyd got they're gonna get more
1: now what kind of time can you get for second degree murder i'm so sick of these cops getting (laughs) fucking three years and shit for you know for 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 murders you know if that don't change though alex guess what i I don't think the culture gonna change
0: well he's he's gonna they're gonna get like uh derek chauvin type time the dude from the the dude that put the knee on um on george floyd over there in minnesota i think he got like 25 years uh derek chauvin yeah um george floyd's family i think they got uh 20 million dollars here uh so yeah you, you expect the The family to uh, the family of uh, Tyree Nichols to get something like uh, 15 to 20 million dollars Although the no amount of money is is gonna even Make you feel better about this. It's crazy. Um, so it says here that the city of minneapolis Settled with with george floyd's family with 27 million dollars And of course, uh, benjamin crump was connected to that. He's connected to this Um, they're gonna get 30 million they're going to get 30 million for this at least and um man it's unfortunate man I, I just i'm just tired of seeing these videos man of uh brothers getting killed um like it seems like every week is a yeah. shooting there's a beating yeah. but this one was just uh this one was definitely over
1: the top this man. this one's over the top just based on man this dude wasn't even no threat to him at all at no time you know what i mean at no time was this dude a threat man and y'all did him like that man and that's the that's the thing that you know hurt my heart man that this dude was just a a uh, kid out there, man, you know, going to wherever he was going, a FedEx worker, you know, and I don't care if you, if you did have something dirty, if you did have some drugs on you, if you did have a gun under the seat somewhere and they found it, come on, man, this ain't, this don't cause for all that. Yeah,
0: man. Um, one of the, one of these cops was, uh, was a former CO and I'm wondering, um, his, this is a uh, Demetrius Haley is his career as a prison c o does that have an impact on how he polices? Because in, when you're a CO, you're around criminals 24 7. Everybody's a criminal. Yeah, Everyone's but, a convict, right?
1: Yeah, but he was reprimanded over there as well. Yeah. You can go in there and check it out. He was reprimanded while being a CO for, for knocking out, a, uh, knocking unconscious an inmate in a situation. I heard about that. Yeah, so so he got priors for whooping that.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, I don't see these cops getting out of this one, man. Oh, actually, I heard one of the lawyers, one of the lawyers for one of the guys, he is already throwing the other yeah, dudes yeah, under the under bus. Under the bus already. <laughs> he said, yeah, "Look, yeah. my guy just did the least amount of hitting. Right. The other guys are the ones that, uh, yeah, yeah, so the, it's gonna get ugly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's gonna get ugly. They're gonna be some snitching on each other uh, in this yeah, one. Yeah, shit. All right, man. You got um, what you got next on FG Unleashed, man?
1: Oh man, nothing, man. I, I've been chilling, <laughs> man. I've been over here, do you know, streets of scholars doing this, man." You know, I be slow stroking uh, FG Unleashed, man. You know, like I say, man, you know, I don't have no great content to put out. I won't put it out, man, but I'll be out with something soon.
0: Did you see that comment on one of our clips where they said they want you to talk about G?
1: I said see, I seen that. You know what I mean. Well, well, yeah. I was kind of disrespected. You know what I mean, because the way they put it yeah. was, you no, know, tell us about how G was killing your big homies. You know what I mean. And and I, you know, they was what they don't realize is G my big homie as well. So you know, you keep your comments. You know, you trying to be funny and shit like that. But you know what I mean. You know, I ain't gonna bring Eastside business. You know, over here. But at the same time, all the G homies over there was the G homie. So
0: this guy said that we talk about. I said, look. That's hood business and hood business is not really for a podcast. If they say, Well, you're talking about other all kind of hood business. Right, I'm right, like, No, nah, right, we're right. not talking about hood business on this podcast.
1: No, down not specific hood business. You know what I mean? And definitely we can get into some shit, but at the same time we you know, try to give our listeners, you know, some educational points, some points that's going on in the media. You know what I mean? And not some shit that's going on in the turf, you know, that specifically pertain to, you know, people we know or, or situations we've been in
0: yeah and um i think some some other people may have spoken on g because they thought he was never coming home if you notice um now that he's home they
3: not too right, many people right, right. talking
0: Nobody about i want to say nothing, yeah. you know what i
1: mean you know but understand that it is the situation what they don't understand if g wanted to them to speak he would you know what i mean he wouldn't hold his tongue he'd be you know telling his story or speaking on it you know um you know, it's a lot of delicate situations that's out there. A lot of assumptions being made, and a whole lot of other shit. You know, so you know, I try to let people do their own talking. You know, and um uh, but if they wanted to speak, they would.
0: Yeah, for sure. Hey, you won't believe what Scorpion stands for: Street Crimes Operation to Restore Peace in Our Neighborhoods.
1: Oh shit! I done fucked that <laughs> up. I dismantled the whole uh yeah. department. Shit
0: all right uh tap in with fg at uh f general one on instagram right no doubt and uh you ain't really got nothing popping on the youtube but still go in there and uh check out you you, you built in a nice little library though uh, yeah, on no, fg they unleashed in there, man.
1: If they go over there and check it out and i see they come over there i see them uh request you know they um follow me on instagram you know so they listening to us bro you know what i mean and uh you know i think a lot of people expecting you know, um, see what I'm, I'm I'm thinking. They want a lot of secrets and shit. You know what I mean. But you know, at the same time, man, secrets are uh, meant to be secrets. You know, some shit you can't talk about, man. But we gonna try to, you know, at least get out a lot of shit that we can.
0: I think some people just want to hear like. Um a story about the time that you guys went to uh, the club and you guys had to get into a squabble in the parking lot and the homie, you know, handle his business. That's what they want to hear.
1: Well, you know, I got them bro. You know what <laughs> I mean. And I be thinking that you know that you know a lot of listeners. You know, we be trying, like I say, be on some positive shit. But man, I got all that shit in the repertoire, you know. And if they ever want to hear a story, man, I might have to tell them one or two just to, you know, uh, give them a little something one time.
0: I think when you uh, do your next FG Unleashed video, maybe. Um a story about uh one one story on g uh maybe one little tidbit on everyone wants to know about trayvon lane because he knew tupac right right you know Um, maybe one story on him and uh maybe um how how the first time you saw stanley pitts walking around the neighborhood maybe you know the, the the way he handled himself and walked around because it seemed like Stanley Pitts is like the George Washington of the east side of Compton. Oh, shit,
1: man, I was G homie, <laughs> man. Them dudes really with the shit back then, you know. That's, yeah. that's the crazy part of people. A lot of people don't understand. And like I say, you know, it's a lot of people, Alex, that come to the streets and Scholar. They don't even understand. I could tell they don't even, they don't know who I am like that. They know I'm Alex co-host, you know what I mean? <laughs> they don't know that, you know what I mean? I come up off that notorious east side homie, been raised by, you know, legends. You know what I mean? I've been around them. I talk to them. I deal with them. You know, I see a lot of the comments when people talk, and a lot of times I laugh because they don't have no idea that I could pick up the phone and call the dude that they talking about right now. And you he was
0: around mean? for the entire death row period. No doubt. You right? know what
1: I mean? So at the same time, like I say, you know, um, being involved in a lot of stuff, you know, I... I, I I navigate through the way I talk, you know what I mean. So you know, but at the same time, like man, I'm gonna have to throw them something out there so they can really see what it what it is and what it was.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, so go tap in, go tap in with FG. Hit hit him up in the Instagram DM and tell him what you want to hear. But I mean. That was a little rude and disrespectful comment talk about how he was knocking off people come on man we don't we don't talk I mean, about especially
1: stuff. friends of mine yeah you know what i mean they was talking about friends of mine man and like i said i didn't even comment back to it they thought they was being funny you know what i mean but like i say when you talk about somebody who knew everybody that they talking about you know what i mean come on man you know knock it off
0: yeah for sure and uh make sure you tap in with the streets and scholars instagram page that's streets.and.scholars and if you're listening to us on Apple, come, go over there and leave us a comment, question, or review and rate the podcast. And if you're listening to us on any other platform, iHeart, Google, or Spotify, go ahead and follow the Streets and Scholars podcast. And thanks for tapping in with another fire episode of Streets and Scholars.